0: you listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, and we are very, very excited to be partnering up with BetMGM right here. Here's the deal. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM, use bonus code PHNX, and you will get up to $200 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code phnx place a pre-game money line wager in the amount of at least ten dollars on any market at standard odds price you will receive two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly regardless of the outcome of your wager just make sure you use bonus code phnx when you sign up and now listen to shane Diefenbach on the disclaimer Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call eight seven seven eight 8 hope ny or text hope ny New New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada. one 800 327 Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. one 800 for confidential help, Michigan. All right. Now that we got we got the bills out of the way, right there. Let's talk now with Jason Shear of Wildcat Authority. I am Mike Luke of PHNX Wildcats. All right, Jason. Ryan Nemhard has entered the portal. We had a lot Not of people yet. on. Not yet. What? All right. That's true. That is true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But- getting- I know, I know, I know. But as we, you know, we've been talking about for quite a while here, there are names in the portal that are were not in the portal, and a lot of people were saying, oh, when's this going to happen? When's this going to happen? That's my best mocking voice right there. Well, the first domino is dropped. Ryan Nemhard is in the portal right there, and this is the epitome of a difference maker for whatever team would be able to acquire him, Jason.
1: Yeah, he automatically is a top five player in the portal. I mean, no question that's top point guard, I believe. Uh he's a guy where if you're looking for a a one more piece to the puzzle and it happens to be a point guard, you're you're all in. I mean, he is a, a very good player, leader. You know a guy is good when the first reaction is why would he ever leave? Or why did Creighton let him get
0: away and all that? Um, he's that guy. To quote – yeah, and to quote uh, the great Nipsey Hussle, this is an all-money-in situation right here. You want to go – this guy is absolutely – he'd be a perfect fit. Now I get a lot of people on uh, online that were saying, well, he's a little bit smaller. I don't care about that at the college level. This isn't the NBA. Think back. How many times have you seen a guy who's, let's say a six foot shooting guard, a six one shooting guard being back down in the low post. It doesn't happen in college. So I don't really care at all about the height right there. I care about he and Kylan Boswell and how they fit together. And I think from a skill perspective, from a scoring perspective, I think they fit in perfectly. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's, I, height doesn't bother me because as long as you are putting the right guys around them. So, yes, that it is a smaller backcourt. But, you know, if I'm putting a bunch of six-footers, athletic wings, whatever, seven, you know, six, eight guys, athletic wings, whatever it may be, you make up for it. And the thing with Nembhard is he's active on defense. He's not an elite defender, but he's not bad at all and he's active on defense and and look at the end of the day like this is where college basketball is going a lot of teams are running two-point guard systems like Gonzaga when they were at their best offensively they were running a two-point guard system this isn't new to anyone uh this isn't new to Tommy Lloyd so if he wants Ryan Emard and and believes that he can put him next to Kylan Boswell who has the potential to be an elite defender uh that's something you do any
0: day of the week Kylan Boswell by the way I saw Kylan Kylan Boswell out having a good a good after or a good evening last evening in my neck of the woods right here. Kylan, be a all right. Either way, we need you, Kylan. We need you to be an all conference <laughs> player right there. So, um, but. I look at I'll leave it at that. I look at both of these guys, though, and I think to myself immediately, if Kylan or with Kylan Boswell, with Ryan Nembhardt, these are both guys with real all conference potential, not fake all conference potential where you're going to get an honorable mention. If both of these guys were on that first team next year, granted, there's 10 players in it. It wouldn't surprise me at all. And honestly. And again, it's hard to project stats, but I look at Kylan Boswell. He's playing 30 minutes a game. I think he's probably good for 14 and five, something like that. And honestly, I think Ryan Nemhart's much the same right there, Sheer. Yeah, I, I do too. And, and the thing is, I, I would be, you said you
1: wouldn't be surprised if they were all conference. I would be surprised if they weren't. Like, right. I think Ryan Nemhart is a lock to be all Pac-12. And that's one of the reasons maybe he made that transfer is, look, the Big East have good, good guards and, um, he was one of the better ones, and he still wasn't getting the exposure and the attention. Meanwhile, you know, you're in the Pac-12. He's going to be going against guards that he's better than for the most part. I mean, I put Ryan Nemhard as one of the best guards right. in the conference right away, and, and in that offensive system, I mean, he, he should lead the conference in assists. He absolutely let me, should.
0: Let me ask you this. Off the top of your head, without every uh, buddy in front of you, is there a guard in the conference that is clearly better than Ryan Nemhard? No. No. I mean, no, because even like
1: Collier is going to be really good for USC, but we don't know. He's a freshman. He hasn't played yet, so I don't know if
0: we can put him there. I think he's going to be good, but you can't put him there yet. He's Um, better than K.J. Simpson. He's better than Frankie Collins. You know, all of those guys right there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Arizona to answer uh T Burns eight two six. Arizona is not done yet. No more hints, but Arizona's not done yet. I don't think I'm breaking any news right there. Um, so you got the backcourt in place right there. Now it becomes fascinating too because you need a difference makers. And we gotta give the Tommy Gunn a lot of credit here because I posted uh posted on your board uh before this uh off season. I said, you know. I said, with all due respect, you know, I think I think Arizona can do better, uh, you know, b- better at the point guard spot than Kerr. And I know that Tommy Lloyd really liked Kerr, but obviously they're moving on right now. Na- right there. You bring in that was not an easy decision, I would assume, to make. But now you've got Ryan Nemhardt in who, again, with all due respect to Kerr. Um, Ryan Emhart is a massive upgrade at that backcourt position right there. Now you start looking at that small forward spot. We're going to get to Tabellis. A lot of people asking about Tabellis, but we're going to get to uh, the small or uh, but with the small forward spot, you got a little bit of wiggle room right here. I personally am of the opinion that if you get two more years of Pella Larson. You talk with Pella Larson. You see what he wants to do, but I'm more than okay bringing him off the bench. Either way, though, you got to get another difference maker on the perimeter outside of a guy like a KJ Lewis, a, a guys like that who are going to be new to the game. You got to get another difference maker. One more difference maker. That's what I ask for.
1: Yeah, and he's got to be athletic and able to defend. Because right. again, if, if you're going to go with that smaller backcourt, you have to get that wing that can guard opposing wings. And and to me, um, that's up there with any priority. Now you know it, it's. It's difficult to get an elite guard in the portal, but I think there's so or an elite wing. But there's so many guys entering the portal. There's going to be more next week um, that you should be able to go out and land a guy and sell him on the fact that um, that you have playing time. And even if you start Pella, you still need a wing coming off the bench either way. So either way, Arizona needs some type of athlete that they could be able and put into certain
0: situations, and they have plenty of minutes to offer. All right. I've had a bunch of people ask me this and I was going to wait till the live stream asking me, do you believe that Kirk Carisa is getting five hundred thousand dollars? No, I do not believe he's getting five hundred thousand dollars. I do believe he's getting paid happy for the kid, but I don't believe he's getting anything even near that. I I spoke with somebody who uh, assured me of that, who would know right there. But either way, real quick, what do you think about the Kirk Carisa West Virginia connection right there? Uh, I think it's a horrible fit, and it's not a knock
1: on Kerr. I, I think Kerr could have gone to other places, and like BYU. Uh, shoot, I think he would have been better at Nebraska. It's just Bobby Huggins uh, it, it likes to press, right? And mm-hmm. it, it's you know it, Huggins in pressing, it's it's not going to work for for Kerr. Right. Creese, he's not the type of player. And look, Creese reminds me a lot of Eric Stevenson, and Eric Stevenson and Huggins crashed. Heads immediately the entire, yeah the entire season i mean stevenson huggins said something like he would kick stevenson out of the program if you got one more tech um so it it's going to be really really interesting and, and Kerr's going to have to play
0: well because huggins won't care huggins will bench him that's just how he is All right, we got some new, we got some fun announcements here. First of all, Fubo TV right here. You can sign up through the links in the description, www.fuboTV backslash PHNX. For people still looking to cable cut, you will be able to find your favorite Arizona sports and shows on Fubo TV. 140 live channels, sports shows, movies, you name it. You can watch the Wildcats on. Valley Sports with Fubo TV or whatever team you're looking for for Arizona right there. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first order. And the question that everybody has been asking here and more people want to know. Jason Shear, we confirmed last time that you've been to Circle K. Is this correct? I have been, yes. This is Okay. Now – Circle K. The best thing I can say about Circle K amongst the many things that I can say is that Circle K is for the people, by the people. Again, Sheer, you and I debated this many, many times. The toughest – and you did come around that the toughest intersection in, in Tucson is at Oracle and Grant, correct? Yes. Yes. All right. But you know what's prominent there? Circle K is in the streets, baby. Circle K is not only in the streets, Circle K is in the foothills. You can go to where Jacob Franklin is probably hanging out in some ritzy Scottsdale area. And guess what you're going to find there as well? Circle K's. That's what you need right there. And plus, they have great deals as well. Jason, have your kids ever been to Circle K? That's a great question. They have numerous times. What do they get there? Polar Pops? Do they like Polar Pops? (laughs) What are, do they have polar pops? I miss those things. Oh, they do have certain they do have polar pops. We're we're enlightening the group right here. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Head to circlek.com backslash store locator. Circlek.com slash store locator to find a circle K near you. You might even see the great Jacob Franklin in there who will be making his show debut here later on. Okay. Now let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the big men up front. A Jules de Mellis. Obviously, you got Umar Ballo coming back, right? Uh, You got Umar Ballo coming back. Um, Zoo to me, is a situation where the longer he doesn't declare, the more money you can maybe start getting. I did notice that they were uh, selling, or they're trying to push uh, Azulis Tabella's T-shirts out there as well from the U of A. What say you?
1: I I think he still, I would say this. If he doesn't declare it is a major, major deal. Uh, And it's a surprise. I I think he declares, I think he's probably gone, but you never know. You know, if he goes through those NBA workouts and he doesn't perform well, um, you know, he could come back. The Arizona's of the belief there's a possibility. Now they're not sitting around. I, I will say that there are other guys that they're in touch with. No, I can't name them yet, but there's people around zoo that want him to come back. And there's people around zoo that want him to go pro whatever that looks like. So,
0: it's an interesting situation for sure. Here's what I believe about to too, is that I believe that Tabellis can actually gain quite a bit by coming back for another year. First is that I don't believe right now he's a great NBA prospect. And I do believe that when he does go through the testing, playing against other players, it's probably not going to be great. When he, but if he were to come back, he can get more of a perimeter shot right, right there. He can work a little bit more on his weaknesses and – he can make a lot of money because NIL was set up for people like Julius Tabellas, Jason Shear.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, he, he's kind of, the Arizona is making him a package that is very attractive to get him to stay. And right. so he wouldn't be doing it for free. Um, you know, I think the number one thing that if you're in his spot, you, you want to do is, you know, I don't think he's going to become an elite defender overnight, but show some aggression there. So a little bit of improvement there. And really develop a three-point shot. I think a three-point shot would go a long way towards his NBA prospects. I don't know how much he's going to improve as an NBA guy, but it wouldn't hurt
0: his stock at all if he came back. Patrick Merlihan makes a great point. Patrick, a big fan of downvoting my uh, posts on Wildcat Authority. But you know what, Patrick? I deserve probably all of those. Um, controversial opinion. I don't get the tabella's hype. Would prefer him as a two-to-three option and don't really buy the defensive upside. Totally agree with you on that. Zoo, to me, is a number two option at this point. You're hoping if you're Arizona that, he, uh, you know, maybe Nemhard can make that move, to, uh, Boswell can make that move, or maybe there's somebody else in there. But I think we know at this stage that, yes, Julius can get you 29 for sure, and he's a, he's a very, very good college player, but he's also not the guy that I'm giving the ball to at the end of the game, nor, is I think, nor do I think he is the guy that wants the ball at the end of the game. And you know what? That is okay,
1: It's tough. I mean, how do you say a guy that averaged 20 and 10 isn't a number one option on a team? (laughs) You know, offensively, why not? I mean, and and, but I get what you're saying. If if we're saying who we would want to have the ball in the last possession, it would be a Boswell or an Embar type, right? And and so in that case, I guess he's not option number one, but I I do agree. I don't, I don't, there's not a lot of defensive upside. He's there's going to be a, a great or even good defender you want him to be an average defender that's probably his upside which sounds bad but really if zoo is an average defender uh
0: or even good at times his stock would be even higher and that's another reason too that i think it's going to be hard for him in the nba and again um as steve rivera always likes to say i would like to have love to have that person's future so we're not dissing on zoo right here i would love to have zoo's future zoo would probably not like to have my future so take that for what it's worth right there but if you are what you, Mulek always says this. You are what you can defend in the NBA, and that to me, I just don't know who who he's defending right there. But if you can get him back and uh, uh, P Merlehan, but if you can get him back as a two option, though, I mean, granted, with the twenty and nine, you take that every single day of the week.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, Arizona's not gonna. If Zoo says I want to come back, Arizona's not saying no. They're and not I'm not saying get lost. We got there started. isn't a team in the country be like you know what we don't want zoo. I'm actually surprised. Um, our buddy John Brogan brought this up. I'm actually surprised that we're not hearing about like other schools trying to make offers for zoo because
0: that's happening that, all over the country. Every now and then, zoo makes a or a zoo every now and then, Brogan makes a really good point, and that is one of the points that he made because I hadn't even thought about that. Like, because yeah, if you're another school, Zoo is, with all due respect to Kurt, Zoo is the one that gets the commands, the six figure deals. You know, the one that can come in and sure, maybe he's not your best player, but if he's your number two player, you know that he's going to be able to get you what eighteen and nine, 18 and ten, in pretty much every single conference. He's that skilled. What's interesting about Zoo? Stop the presses! Did you know that he possibly he could have two years left if he wanted to have those? And Kerr has two years left too, right? Kerr does have two years Here's left. That's
1: what we need, Mike. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if you've thought about this, but we need Arizona in the Big 12. We need Kerr to stay two years, and we need Arizona versus West
0: Virginia. Ooh. Kerr, Kylan, Boswell. Ooh, we are going to uh we're going to talk about Big 12 news and some very bad reporting that has been going on that is finally being exposed right here. And uh, t- uh we're going to call this TLN. You're a great uh, you're great, but I'm not going to say the name. Nemard has 2 years of eligibility left, right? Yes. Yeah. Um yeah. Cord Lopez. These are why is everyone so mad at Tommy for tampering? Blue Jay fans are spiraling. They're spiraling <laughs> because they didn't see this ha- happening. There was no tampering. He's just looking for a better spot. Yeah, there's no tampering. No. I, I always like fans. It's like, look,
1: guys are going to leave school for certain. Like Devin Cambridge is the perfect example. Now that like he was staying at ASU two weeks ago and magically he entered the portal, nothing changed. They didn't recruit over him. Someone is clearly going to pay him, right? Creighton didn't land Arthur Kaluma for free. Right, They they gave him an NIL, and this is just the day and the age that we're in. Miami basketball, this team this past year, was bought. If you don't have an NIL, you're not fielding a competitive team, and people that are complaining about NIL are just – you're behind the times at this point. Yeah.
0: Would you take – I went back and forth on this. I would take the crummy Cambridge as long as he was okay with being a 7th or an 8th guy. I'm all about filling out the 7th or the 8th man on – uh, between whether that's that or Jamal Baker. I would
1: take Devin Cambridge
0: over Jamal Baker any day of the week. How about that? You're, and, and you're a big Jamal Baker fan. You're the one pushing, you're the one pushing him to come back to Arizona. What do you think Jamal Baker wants in his school?
1: He's played at Kentucky, he had no role. He played at Arizona, he had somewhat of a role and won a little bit. He played at Fresno, could put up any shot that he wanted, but didn't win. What does he want now? A, a PhD? <laughs> like, does he want 30 minutes on a bad team? Or does he want 15 on a good?
0: I'm really curious to see. Would what you way. be all right with him? Just in theory, though, if he's a guy that's your eighth guy that, you know what, depending on if he's playing well, he could get you 18 minutes. And if he's sucking, that you get him four.
1: The problem is he's never healthy for a full year.
0: So if you if you land him and he's hurt, you're done. You're out of guard. And then he gets another year of eligibility as well. All right. All right. We're talking about bad defensive players in the front court. We got to talk about Henry Vesar. I'm not, now that's not a diss towards Henry. Henry is the guy that I believe could make that step. I believe Arizona needs Henry Vasar, and everybody knows I am a big fan of The Other Peak. Dylan Anderson, there is no bigger fan of me. As a matter of fact, we shot down some false reporting about uh, Dylan Anderson leaving. Dylan, we got your back right here. But Henry and all on a serious note, that's the dude that can get you a couple block shots. That's the guy that can alter shots. I'd really, really, really like him to be able to take a little bit of a jump this year's year. Yeah, he's the guy to me, besides Boswell, but he's the guy to
1: me that needs to take the biggest jump. If, if Henry becomes... A more than serviceable player, all of a sudden your front court is is awesome because right. he gives you a, a much different look than Umar. Also, you can't play them together, but he gives you a much different look. He's a shot blocker, he could step out and shoot. The spacing with Henry in there would be fantastic. When you have Boswell and Nemhart, that's the guy to me that has to take a jump. Dylan, maybe it takes a little bit longer, um, which is fine. You know, Umar kind of – you know what Umar is going to give you. Henry's the guy where he could be the same guy as last year and give you nothing, or he could be what everyone thought he was going to be and all of a sudden be one of the better bigs in the conference.
0: And that's why I'm a little bit worried, and that's why I'm a little bit worried. Oh, yeah, by the way, Jacob Franklin, can you pull that roster up for next year? We have a misprint on Pella Larson right here, but you know what? It doesn't matter because we can talk about Pella Larson. Here's who you got coming back. Now, some people might say – Mike, Pella Larson's not 5'8", 160. You'd be correct. He is not. But the point is still made. You got Kylan Boswell. You got Umar Ballo. Those guys are both going to play 28 minutes. That fair? Boswell will play more than Ballo, but probably somewhere in there. Correct? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Henry, I would like to be able to see, make that move to where he can get somewhere consistently in that 18 minute realm right there, because if he's consistently playing 18 minutes, that leads, leads me to believe that he has made that jump with Dylan again, love, love, love Dylan Anderson. I would like Dylan Anderson to redshirt; He probably won't redshirt. but one of those two guys has to be able to do something I have. And this isn't a diss towards Philly B, but I have no expectations for Philly B. Not that I don't think he can do anything. I have no clue what to expect. KJ Lewis to me is the wild card in this situation.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, I, and again, it's not an insult towards Philly B. I, I don't know what to expect either. He could be non, you know, non-existent again, or he could take a, a big step. You know, they recruited him for a reason. KJ Lewis is the wild card to me. I would be surprised is if he's he really underrated
0: good. by the recruiting uh, services, aka U. It's a
1: weird situation because offensively he's not very good and i know people see highlights and all that but he's he's not very good he has a uh, almost like a football player build but like colin boswell when you watch him and you look at his build and his body it's not great but he's still obviously really good um you know the thing with lewis is he's going to come in and defend and rebound right away there's, right. there's no doubt about that so how many minutes can he get off those two skills if he's better than we think offensively he's playing a good amount of minutes right away if not We'll see how many minutes he gets, but obviously the coaches like him quite a bit. Have I told you about my
0: nickname for the U of A big men last year? The four peaks. Please do Mike. I can't hear it enough. All right. So a lot of people assume Four Peaks is the official brew of PHNX Sports. They are correct. It's fantastic brew. But the U of A big men last year were also the Four Peaks right there. You've got Umar Ballo, Azulis DeBellis, Dylan Anderson, Henry Vesar. But just like the Four Peaks brew, not everything occurs uh, just at the top. Some stuff has to be done behind the back, behind the scenes and that's where Four Peaks comes into play. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, where can I go watch something with Four Peaks? I'm glad you asked that question because I have the answer. New coach, new GM, the Cardinals have the third pick in the draft. Choose Will Anderson. I'm telling you that right now. It's not a difficult decision. It's a big opportunity for our team. The best place to take in this pivotal moment and the rest of the NFL draft is April 27th at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Must be 21 years. Years or up to enjoy responsibly. Four peaks right there. Check it out. A lot of people asking about your hair, Sheer. Let me ask you this Do you cut your hair or does Shelby cut your hair? Uh, I cut my hair. Once in a while, I'll go to a, uh, a hairstylist to style it, but I cut it. You're a stylist. Right. Yeah. Now, do you, now the cold, let me ask you this When did the cul de sac start go? When did the cul de start emerging in the back of your head? How old were you? Uh,
1: when I started covering Arizona athletics.
0: That's true, by the way. So when you were about 19 or 20? No, no, no. 24, 25, I think. Right. No. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I got you. All right. Now, um, Tiger Campbell to ASU. I do not see that happening, but uh, uh, Stat Freak, my guy. Um, I do believe talking with some people, this is totally off. I believe if Tiger Campbell is back in college, that Tiger Campbell will make north of five hundred thousand dollars we were talking about five hundred thousand dollars tiger campbell is going to get paid a massive amount of money um wherever he goes here uh i've heard the number thrown at me
1: and again it's it's a lot of times these numbers are deflated but it was about 750 yeah um you know i'm not sure he's going to enter the portal he's not coming back to ucla that i know i'd be very very surprised if he does i would expect some transfers there but Um, it's either going to be just go pro or go to another school like a Kentucky or something and make a ton of money.
0: He's the epitome of a guy too. And I know fans don't like him necessarily. I totally get it, but he's the epitome of a guy too, that you don't really understand. I mean, you can't just look at his, uh, um, you can't just look at his uh, box score and see his impact. The guy's a winner. He controls the, he controls the game guys relate to him. Also um, we're going to make fun of the big 10 here in a second. Uh, Stat freak, you know how to get me excited. We're going to make fun of the Big Ten here shortly. But speaking of people that need to be made fun of, let's talk about let's talk a little conference realignment right here. So now, just so you know, the latest news is this: that now John Canzano, um, who has been reporting a lot of nonsense for well over a year, um, has now said that um they're After saying everything is basically right around the corner, um, everything is basically right around the corner, now he's saying, you know what, maybe some of these people were a little bit too optimistic about the time frame. No, John, that was you being optimistic about the time frame, running with bad sources right there. This thing is a total mess right now, and this new TV partner that has come into play right here shows the kind of joke that is going on right now, sheer yeah
1: cw i mean look there is exposure everyone has cw but that's because they they have like local stations that they sell out to so it's basically like you're putting on channel eight in tucson and there happens to be you know football on there uh live the ratings there aren't great the timeline hasn't changed it just wasn't accurate by Cantana. it was never getting done in august it was never getting done in october like if if the argument now is that these things take time because of Apple and Amazon, then that should have been seen in the beginning. And and look, I'm going to tell you now that the deal's not going to be done in April either. And so you know, and, and, and the, the Pac-12 reached out and go, look at it, like it's not getting done anytime soon. We screwed up there.
0: I have a very good a very good source on this one who told me at the time uh, when Ricansano was saying an August fourth, twenty twenty two, TV deal, who actually called me uh, and said, you know, he said that is the biggest load of nonsense I have ever seen, and then he said, and no, nobody from Arizona is talking with him. So when he keeps talking about how he's talked with everybody from corner four sources, no, you're not, and that's why you've been wrong on so much stuff. It is. Mind-boggling to me that we are in the year 2023 and people are still follow f- still following this. Now, I will say this. I am a little bit disappointed in John Wilner and all this. I hold John Wilner. I know that he likes trolling Arizona fans. Totally get it. But I still hold him into a higher degree sheer. We've talked about this before than Canzano. I don't believe that he's making things up. But I do believe, though, that at some point when you keep – like A month and a half ago, he said every week that doesn't uh, there's no TV deal. I'm going to bring my point spread down for a what conference is going to stay in by 0.5. Well, after three weeks, he said, "Yeah, I'm just not going to do that anymore." I mean, come on, dude, what are we doing here?
1: (laughs) I'm not doing that because uh, I have good reason not to do that, and it's because the conference told me it's going to take longer. That's that's basically what he said. Right. You know, the thing is, if you're going to say something, you're going to do it. Then then do it. That's it. You said every week. The point spread would lower, and it's not. So don't say it in the first place. And I think that's what a lot of these guys are having trouble with is if you don't mean something, if you're not sourcing it. Like, I had a guy in the national media that I talked to. You probably know who it is, but I'm not going to out his name. uh, That is very tuned in with realignment. And he said, if I was ever misled by someone or lied to in this, with this stuff, they're dead to me. I wouldn't go to them at all. So Canzano and Wilner were clearly misled or lied to by whoever their sources with the timing. So are they going to go back to them for more information that's going to be inaccurate?
0: But aren't you looking, though, aren't you almost looking to be willfully naive right here? If you're just getting Oregon State and Washington State, who have absolutely nowhere to go if the Pac-12 was to fold, of course they're going to tell you, yeah, everything looks great, everything looks good. Of course that's going to be the case right there, Sheer. What's funny is I think it was
1: the athletic article. I don't know if it's straight up said it or insinuated that there's two school presidents – that want the deal signed immediately. Gee, who could that be? <laughs> right, like, right. Of course Washington State and Oregon State want this deal done. Their whole future depends on it. Like those are the schools, they don't have a next stop. If they don't, if, if the PAC-12 fails to exist, they're done. They're in the Mountain West. So of course they want a deal signed. So when you're talking to them, what's the point?
0: All right, now. Again, the great Jacob Franklin will be hopping in here in a few minutes, but I will say this. I hope Jacob doesn't get mad at this, but if only two schools were to go to the Big 12, I hope it's Arizona and Colorado and that ASU can stay back in the Mountain West. Yeah, that would be funny. That would be fantastic and it would be very deserved of our good friends at ASU. Um, well, not our good friends. Our good friend Jacob Franklin at ASU, right here. <laughs> Canzano likes Nickel. <laughs> Some of these comments are fantastic, right here. All right. Now, we got to talk a little bit of Arizona football as well. Oh, first, let's talk a little bit of Arizona women's basketball here first. Um, listen, I'm still in on a DIA because um, I've seen Arizona basketball for the entirety of my career, Arizona women's basketball. And it's obviously better right now, um, but there is you got to have some, there are starting to have some real concerns. When you lose seven out of eight players in the, uh, and some of these are really highly ranked players. You st- I'm, you start to start wondering a little bit. What exactly is going on there, Sheer?
1: Yeah, it, it's definitely an interesting situation because there's no continuity at all. And she fired two assistant coaches, She's looking for a new video guy as well. Um, have you clearly, well, yeah, clearly. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting, like like Paris Clark, while we have been on this, announced that she's going to Virginia. Virginia was 15 and 15 last season. So right. playing time was clearly an issue. Otherwise, and I know it's closer to home, but you don't, there's plenty of places closer to home that, you know, made the tournament. She's good. Right. So, um, you know, there maybe it's different issues for different girls, but, I think the problem is that she recruited a lot of young players and then she didn't go with the youth movement. I think that changes this year. Like she's going to play Jada Williams. She's going to ch- play Brea Cunningham. If not the same thing is going to happen. And eventually you have to play the I think she's got them carried away a little bit with the transfer portal. She needs to kind of, Keep her girls at home and, and go from there.
0: And see, I'm fine with the tra- playing girl, or uh, uh, women from the transfer portal if they're good. Like an Esmeri Martinez, player. She's good. Um, But when you're looking at it and Lauren Fields is getting these minutes over a Kaylin Gilbert or a, a Paris Clark, well, yeah, because Lauren Fields isn't, isn't the greatest player in the world. These girls have eyes. It's probably not what they were signing up for.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, like like you said, like Kaylin Gilbert's going to go closer to home and, and probably go to Miami and be awesome. Fine. But you gotta, you got to let her, like, learn a little bit. you got to play her a little bit. Like, you, right. you have to. And it's different, like, you know, in, in men's even. Like, it, it's the equivalent of, of Kylan Boswell not playing because you went out and you got Courtney Ramey and you're just like, you know, we're playing Ramey all the time. Boswell, you're not playing. Boswell would transfer, too. You had to play him. And, and, and so I think if you're bringing in these five stars, like, Adia has to start, to me, Jada Williams and, and Brea Cunningham. From have day to one. Start. Yes. Day one. And if they suck, figure it out later on. But you better play
0: them in order to figure that out. All right. One thing that you don't have to figure out, though, is illegal Pete's. Now, you might be like the kids and you're hanging out illegal Pete's or you could be an old timer like me. Either way, illegal pizza is there for you. You can go down there. Uh, to the, You can go to the Tempe location, or if you're a cool person and you live in Tucson, you can go to the university location right there. Illegal Pete's delicious ingredients and customizable options are the perfect way to treat your guests to a culinary adventure they'll never forget. To book your catering order, head to uh, catering.illegalpete.com. Plus, be on the lookout for the PHNX Sun Devils crew. They're going to be doing their live show at Illegal Pete's uh, Tempe location at April 15th. I like the guys at PHNX. Their uh, Sun Devils are fantastic people. I don't like their. Uh, I don't like the team they have to cover, but they are great people. I can tell you that as is the great Jacob Franklin. Okay, now. Let's talk some Arizona football here. This is a bull team. I'm going to keep saying it. Vegas is behind on the University of Arizona. I know the lines aren't officially out yet. Get all of that stuff. This is not a a four-and-a-half win team. Just like Vegas was wrong last year, they're still a little bit behind the curve. Here's what's going to happen. Arizona's going to win seven games this year. Then Vegas will catch up to the Wildcats. But whenever the BetMGM lines do come out, get on to BetMGM and bet the over because it's going to be over.
1: Yeah, if it's four and a half, I would jump all over that. I mean, it to me, that's, that's too low. I don't. What was it last year? It was too
0: low was last two, year. It started out at two and a half, and then it moved to three. That was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, like, you know, and I don't want to brag, but we're at every practice, and and you get a, a closer look of, of what this team is. And we knew right away last year it wasn't a two-win team. And right. this isn't a four-win team. It's just not. It, it is a better football team than last year. And I'll be honest, if it is a four, four-win team, it's probably Jets' first disappointing season here.
0: Yes. Now let's talk about some of these guys. We already know about T-Mac. He is awesome. Our good buddy, Justin Spears was late to the fold on T-Mac. Um, I'm just kidding, by the way. Uh, we basically harassed Justin all year into something he didn't say up in the press box about T-Mac. He is a, a T-Mac supporter, but between T-Mac Jacob Cowling, um, the guy, there's a couple different pass catchers though, that are going to be very fascinating. Everybody knows. I love Kevin green, very interested in Malachi Riley, that looks like he should have been a four-star kid, and I think he and Burnett's about to arrive on the big stage right there. Uh, between those two guys, if Jaden Delora isn't one of the three or four best QBs in the conference, that's not because he doesn't have the weapons here.
1: Yeah, I mean Burnett is the one that really stands out right away—much bigger, stronger, and much more involved in the spring than he was last spring. A lot more comfortable. Um, you know, Tanner McLaughlin; those two guys at tight end uh, are, are going to be major weapons. Kevin Green has had a, a great spring. Riley's look good. There's been other guys that have popped a little bit. Uh, Holman, AJ Jones, and I don't know how much of a rotation there's going to be because they're not going to keep T Mac and Cowing off the field at all. Um, but this this offense is super talented. Running back, tons of talent. They're they're putting them in the passing game more. Like you mentioned, if Jaden Delora
0: struggles this season, it's it's not for a lack of weapons. <laughs> Alright, now we got to talk about Noah Fafita because this, to me, might be the epitome of the Nick, Nick. I almost said Nick Scott, the Nick Foles situation right here where, because you and I were talking about it with Spears, where, you know, like you're like, man, hasn't really shown a ton in camp. Literally, the next play, he heaves an almost touchdown pass, 60 yards, a beautiful pass, then he throws a touchdown right after that one as well. Looked great throughout. There's something about that kid when the lights come on that yeah. You know, I, again, I know he's five seven. I get all that, but I'm not writing him off at all as a future, long term, successful starter at the U of A.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, we're not going to get a a true look at it this year, barring injury. At least I hope we don't get a true look at it. <laughs> right. And, and and you know, but next year he's he's the dude. I mean, and and I like Braden Dorman. I, I think that's going to be a a legit competition. Uh, but Noah is a guy where you know you look at him and you go, yeah, he's a little small and. But he he can he's a lot small yeah i <laughs> mean he, he can, Well, he grew the hair out though so and he's 5 eight now yeah uh but yeah he, uh, he controls the game really well i think that's the thing and, and, he, and i'm not saying he's just a game manager but he has a very mature feel for the game and he had that as soon as he stepped on campus i can't recall a freshman quarterback that has come on campus here and and knew the offense and commanded the offense as well as he did
0: all right, Rich Carrillo, great question here right now because a lot of times in this day and age, we try to we get ahead of ourselves right here. The running backs are loaded. Um, between Michael Wiley, who hasn't played a ton, we know what Michael Wiley can do. Jonah Coleman looks like he's taking that next step. DJ Williams, we've seen when he's in, he's talented. You got Brandon Johnson. You got fam Speedy Luke back there as well. There really aren't many holes to this uh, to this offense here.
1: Yeah, the running backs are fine. I mean, it, and you could just tell because Wiley and DJ Williams aren't practicing right now with with minor injuries, um, and it's it's there's not that much drop off. I mean, Jonah Coleman has looked good. He's the number one back in the conference, and he'll be number two or three on Arizona. Um, you know, Brandon Johnson looks good for a seventeen-year-old freshman. Is he uh, seventeen he, still? He is. He's seventeen. So I mean, they they have talent at the running back position. That's one of those positions, like wide receiver. The reason we don't talk about it is because we don't worry
0: about it. All right. But the position we do worry about is on defense, though. I will say, I think the secondary is going to be significantly improved. I still have a lot of questions about the pass rush um, and where that's exactly going to come from outside of Deuce Davis. But the secondary, I think Price Hawk is ready. I think Price Hawk's ready to go. Our guy, Charles Yates Jr., ready to go as well. Dwayne Aquina back there as well. You also got a new full time defensive backs coach. There's a lot to like about this secondary right now sheer.
1: Yeah, uh Priceock is in an, and is an NFL guy. He I right. mean he looks the part, he plays the part. He is going to be very very good. Um Charles Yates very athletic, uh hits. I mean he's very physical. They need that. Uh there's talent. There's just talent in the secondary. Even Isaiah Taylor has has been fantastic. Gunnar Maldonado looks improved. Uh John Richardson, I love watching him coach. Right. Wayne Aquina, you know, it, it your guy, Dwayne Aquina, your guy. Yeah, knowledge. Like, when he talks, people listen. The second day, they might have some youth issues and some growing pains. But in terms of pure physical ability and talent, I feel a lot better this year than I
0: did last year. All right. Now, before we bring great Jacob Franklin on to talk some Arizona ASU, we're going to convert him here to be an Arizona fan. But Bill Norton, the largest man in the entire conference right here, I get asked all the time, what do you expect out of – Bill Norton, I have no clue what to expect. Um, I don't expect a ton of stats, but this man is massive. It's impossible to tell somebody until they see him up close. Like big Jonas Sabanaya is huge, Um, but he is more still – it's crazy to say this about somebody that's like 325. He's still more lean lean muscle. Bill Norton is – Bill Norton looks like he's 450 pounds, but not like a tub of 450 pounds. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's, he's huge. And
1: like you said, he's not going to pile up stats. That's not his job, but all of a sudden Arizona has two 300 pound guys in the interior with Norton and Manoa, and they're not going to get 10 sacks, 40 tackles. That's not their role, but they're huge and they move well. I I think that's the thing that surprised me with Norton. I think he came in a little out of shape. He's not out of shape anymore. He moves very well for a guy, his size. And so um, it is, it makes a considerable difference When you have a guy on the inside, that's 300 pounds. It can really um, kind of plug it up
0: there. Okay. Now, uh, before we bring in Jacob Franklin, I got to tell you about Tap and Bottle. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, what can Tap and Bottle do for me? It's not what they can do for you. It's what you can do for them. Scott and Rebecca are amazing people, and they have a product that you are going to like. Check out the downtown location or the northwest side, you can get Four Peaks there as well. Great food trucks, great environment. You can watch the game right there. Heck, you might even see me from time to time right there. I'm not the tallest guy in the world, so you might have to look around a little bit. But there are many times, though, that you can find me. Again, check it out, though. Four Peaks, or excuse me, a Tap and Bottle. Love Scott and Rebecca. Seriously, two of my favorite people in the world. Support local right there. Now, we're we're going to put a face to a program and show you that not all Arizona State fans are terrible people right here. Jacob Franklin is coming on to the live stream right now. Hello, Jacob Franklin.
2: Hey, Mike. How's it going? All right. So
0: first of all, Jacob Franklin, all six foot eight of him, he does everything for me that I can't do, which is basically everything right there. So first of all, on that note, Jacob, have you thought about becoming an Arizona Wildcat fan in some way, shape, or form?
2: I mean, I support you in regards to it helps the network. But for the most part, I feel like I can't. I just can't do it. All right. Now, I'm going to give you some options right here. Let's say, to let's say you're thinking
0: to yourself. You're like, yeah, you know what? I'm tired of rooting for a team in the play-in game. I want to root for somebody that's good in basketball. I get you don't want to root for football. I get all of that. How about Arizona basketball, though, Jacob? Come on. You're a smart guy. You're a smart guy. You're a good guy. Why not give it a shot?
2: Uh, because I don't want to lose to a 15 seed in the first oh. round, but at least you're playing the 15 seed in the first <laughs> round. Yeah. I mean, a loss is a loss though, Mike. Uh, no, that's
0: true. That's true. Now, uh, one guy just said, Jake, has Jacob been to circle K before? I assume you've been to circle
2: K before. I have indeed. I actually was at circle K this morning getting what gas. You get? just gas. All right. Now, now, is there any team that we could get you to root for at the U of A?
0: Like any team where you're like, all right, I'm not totally against this.
2: Mm. Softball. So, softball. so, so, I'll I'll hit you with this. My brother-in-law, he's an assistant coach for Upstate College in uh, in South Carolina for volleyball, and if he were to somehow, some way, end up coaching at the University of Arizona for volleyball, I would be so inclined to maybe root for that program. You would back the A for that for him, yeah, for sure. Ooh.
0: All right. All right. So we need to get, what is his name? We need to get this out there now so we can get him to the U of A. His name is Justin Sanders. Justin Sanders. All right. We are going to get a movement going to get him to the university of Arizona so that Jacob Franklin can root for volleyball, right?
2: He's he's got a, he's got a great background. He, uh, he was a, a, a manager of the team under Craig Skinner at the university of Kentucky program that went on to win a national title and made multiple lead eight in sweet 16. So he's, you know, he's, he's got quite the knowledge background. All right. How old is he? Uh, he's 26, 27.
0: So you're getting him as he's heading into his physical prime right there is teaching prime. Yes. All right. We need to make this one happen. Justin Sanders. I'm going to start doing background research on this <laughs> one right here, by the way, everybody out there, Jacob Franklin, all six foot eight, Jacob Franklin, there's many times where I'm like, man, ASU could use a big man, not just Duke
2: Brennan out there. Have you ever – were you any good at basketball, Jacob? Ooh, no, you don't want to see me play basketball. That was that was miserable. Hmm, all right, all right. But um, could you dunk? Could I dunk? Yes. Uh, the ball kept flying out of my hands. I have big enough hands to palm the ball, but I would forget to hold on to it as I went up. So that's like – that tells you the scope of my basketball abilities. It's I bet good. you were a shot blocker though. rebounding and shot blocking. Sure. Yeah. Great. You did the dirty work. Yeah. I was good with that.
0: All right. All right. I just wanted to bring Jacob on because everybody hears me talk about Jacob Franklin. I wanted to assure you that Jacob Franklin does exist. And on a serious note, the best in the business, Jacob really appreciate you, buddy.
2: Yeah. Appreciate you, Mike.
0: All right. We're going to sign off right here. Um, Again, Jacob got off as quickly as he could right there, (laughs) (laughs) but um, all right. Cheer. Where can they, where can they find you, buddy? uh wildcat
1: we're going to be running a sale next week and then at jason Shear
0: on twitter all right i am mike luke i believe uh let's see here i'll i'll, I'll tell uh, i'll tell jacob this offline but yes jacob he's going to he is going to be more of a um he's going to be more of a regular contributor on here he's going to be in by popular demand um t- tln We're going to keep you posted on that one, but just know that there are some other options. For Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.